Well, uh, kombucha, it's a different type. It's cranberry. And I literally looked at my husband and I'm like, I told him no ginger. But then after I tasted this thing, I looked at him. I'm like, could you get anything more bitter? I'm just saying it's like cranberry and kombucha. You're like trying to kill me over here. So I got to I have to admit, I'm I was not expecting uh, someone of your geographical stature to be drinking kombucha. No, right? I didn't know that it made it past the Pacific Northwest. I thought it was just a hippie thing that we did up here. Well, people kept talking about it, and um, it's really kind of funny. They had it on sale at Aldi's the other day. So my daughter, who is literally like my husband, was not involved in her creation whatsoever. She's literally like, if you if you took some of my jeans and just there she is. That that's all it is. Is just literally she's my clone, <laughs> which is super unusual. Um, but she's like, <laughs> every time now that he goes to the store to pick up little things for dinner or whatever that I'm cooking. She's like, can you go get kombucha? And he's like, are you serious? She's I love it so much. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and get me one too. Cause you know, <laughs> I don't know. Does she, does she say it the way that you just repeated it back to me with that weird, like odd West coast trill to it or what? Yes. <laughs> I kind of think that's the kombucha talking. No, that my kids. Okay. You have to know. (laughs) Henry's Canadian. Like he Eh? is not. Yeah. Oh, he does full on like the, uh, the talk and everything. And, uh, we're going up there and we like it. We like a lot of snow and all this (laughs) kind of love it. Like he's full on doing that shit. So when he's doing that and I'm doing the Southern, my kids are fucked up. I'm just saying, (laughs) Like, people at school are like, what are you even talking about? Sam, like, his second grade class during the wintertime, he's, like, telling his teacher that he needed his toque. And she's like, do what? And he's like, my toque. I need my toque. And she's like, I'm not understanding what the hell you're saying. He's, my toque, my hat, my toque. And she's like, your hat? And he's like, oh, my God, it's three letters. The other one's just four letters. So I'm, I'm trying to simplify this for you here. I need my hat. oh wow that's that's so perfect that's so then i'm assuming if the stereotypes are correct which i bet they are he's very apologetic about a lot of things um no i don't know it's so he's not he's not quite canadian trademark he's just canadian yes he's got a little bit of dash of but since we're living down here in alabama he mostly is just an asshole all right well that (laughs) i mean that's table stakes for living in alabama am i right Oh, well, you know, I, my mother, when he was born, he has oppositional defiance disorder. And my God, I love him so much. And we do so much to help him with school lately. But literally, I looked at my husband. My mom gave me this book that says, so you're raising boys or whatever. You know, it's, I don't remember boys exactly. Boys what, or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. It. I don't know what it's titled. But I looked at my husband and it was like, I said, the subtitle of this could be, so you're raising an asshole, eh? Eh? <laughs> it's okay bud right so we're just kind of like you know it's fine sam we're gonna we're gonna try and teach you not to be such an asshole but it's there yeah exactly definitely good luck especially with my jeans swimming in there whatever (laughs) so um with kombucha in hand what do you Mm. what what wonderful stories do you have for us tonight oh god let's see we well the last time we talked it was basically because I didn't know what the hell I was doing 
not that I ever know really what that I'm doing. It's um, true. Neither of us know what we're doing here. We just kind of showed up and the thing's happening. I know. You know, it's it's purely a dumpster fire and that's fine. Yes. I'm, I'm, I quite, you know, I should be an expert on hosting dumpster fires, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, you were saying that we wanted to go a little bit more uh, chronologically. And I'm Indeed. like, okay, I could do that. I could do I th- that. I think for the for the sanity of anybody that listens to this program, sometime down the road in the future, after humanity's ended, I'm speaking to those specifically that have dug this out of, oh, I don't know, maybe like a sand dune somewhere. Like I'm, you know. Like Wally's backyard or something? Right. I'm, I'm picturing okay. all, all the all post-apocalyptic fellas that have stumbled across this in the year 2206. Our goal here is to go... Uh, maybe chronological we're gonna try i don't well, i don't know how successful we're gonna be at that but i'm I going think, to try uh, and wrangle it okay. I, I just keep thinking to myself well they're probably gonna think you know when they're listening to me my god she's been poisoned by some sort of you know airborne gas or something that's why mm-hmm. she's screaming the covid right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why she's laughing and screaming maniacally exactly um, but no that's that's just normally me i get really excited about things um mainly we were the things that I was thinking of is is just to kind of explain the way that my family kind of functions, <laughs> if I can even explain it, is that you need to understand on my mother's side of the family, there are two boys. I have two cousins, boy cousins, on my mom's side, and I have three boy cousins on my dad's side, and then my little brother. So I was the only girl. And things just got weird from there, not like they were not already weird genetically, but I'm just saying, I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I, I can play football. I know some of the rules. I've forgotten a lot of them because I stopped paying attention. Um, but for the large part, <laughs> if I got into a fight with somebody, it's mostly just me trying to punch the shit out of them like, I, like a dude would do, you know? And right. then girls are really confusing to me because, you know, with boys, it's like you punch the shit out of each other. And then somehow make up and then go out for drink. Yes. And <laughs> with girl, they, girls, they just make fun of you until you develop an eating disorder. So <laughs> I, I never I'll take really, your word on that one. I don't. I uh, mean, you know, I, I, I had uh, quite a lot of teasing and I just really didn't respond to it well when it was the other girls because I was over here like, I'm about to smash your face in here, bear down. Let's find some concrete, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> I really was not good at the whole, you know, kind of being the only girl, you're expected to, you know, wear dresses and be feminine. And I had um, my family being Southern, at least on my dad's side, old school Southern. So there was like etiquette lessons, Um flower arranging, how to walk properly, uh, how to speak, how to enunciate, um, and those sorts of things. And I just never really, I hated dresses. I mean, I'm sorry. There are places that breezes shouldn't be going on your body. I'm just saying. So I don't like dresses. (laughs) And I just, I, I didn't. I do like pretty shoes. I will say that. I don't do too great with the purses um, because usually it ends up being like mostly like somebody dumped a bunch of random shit into a purse and that's how I function. So nowadays I just mostly carry around my my phone and I have on my 
insurance and identification cards and all that kind of good stuff in the holder on the back. And so I didn't have really girlfriends to start with. Like my very first best friend in Natchez, I was born in Natchez, Mississippi, and his name was Chad. And his mom and my mom were very good friends. And I don't know, for some reason, I just thought that all things being equal, we were just probably, we were probably going to get married and just be together for the rest of our lives because why would I need to train anybody else to deal with me? He grew up with me. <laughs> and so, you know, it was a whole lot of, of strange stuff. I'd always, like, I remember, oh, God, the Dukes of Hazard were big at the time, and I was always Daisy Dukes, and I really couldn't, I couldn't stand that because Daisy didn't do shit. I mean, she did nothing except just look nice. Um, we played He-Man, and I always had to be Tila or Evil Lynn, and that pissed me off. Um, we didn't really do too many of my my toys. I did have girl toys, but I didn't like the boys playing with them because I was very particular. I'm very fastidious with okay. my my toys and sort of the things that go on, even though if you see a picture of my desk, it's not fastidious at all, but that's just because I've got kids and it's sort of worn me down. Sure. <laughs> but like today, I'm so happy. I got to re-alphabetize all my DVDs and movies and put them in a new place. So that made me happy. But I did have girl toys. I had like strawberry shortcake and, um, oh, My Little Pony was big. And then, like, gym dolls. I hated Barbie, though. Couldn't stand Barbie. Um, but the really funny thing about it was that when I was small, we moved from Natchez to Alabama when I was going into the second grade. But before that, my parents were very heavily involved in the Natchez Mall. We had, I, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't understand those sorts of things. But there was a toy store. And there was an art store there. They sold paintings. And then there was something called the fill-in station, which was kind of like a modern precursor toward the food court. And uh, I can remember we had shirts and there was like the kind of the mascot on the front was this mouse and it was in glitter, like geo glitter, you know, that was really popular in the 80s. So I would end up, if I went to the mall, and that was quite often because my mom at the time was also the mall manager. A regular day for me, ending after school, was going and picking a toy out and then going and getting cook, uh, a Coke and some cookies at the filling station for free. And I had no idea. This is basically like the epitome of everything that a child wants to have. Like, I had a perfect life right at that point. <laughs> um, but, and I'm trying to remember, Natchez, was it, it the population started going south? Um, I'm not really sure. I know that it's still losing population even today, but the mole was not going well. So we ended up moving back to Alabama when I was going into the second grade. And I moved away from Chad, and I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. And second grade was just really kind of hard because, you know, I had been around these kids. I mean, we, there were struggles, like... <laughs> this is not really a struggle, but for a first grader, it is. My name is really long. <laughs> it's really long. 
and really hard to spell. It's Elizabeth Genevieve. So in first grade, you had to start learning how to spell your first name and stuff like that. And um, I had broken my right arm when I was small. And so I was learning how to write with my left. I'm ambidextrous. And I go, all I can remember is I've got, you know, the sheet in front of me and you have to be careful with it. So you're taking it slow. And I've got nine letters here. I'm full on writing Elizabeth. And it's not like with a Z. It's with an S. Literally every part of my name can be misspelled by everybody. So, you know, it, it, I was bitter. I'm still bitter about it, to be perfectly honest. But my friend Chad has got four letters, and my other friend Anne was on the other side, and she had three letters. And there was one particular day that this, the teacher said that, you know, y'all write out your names, and once you get done writing your names out for practice, y'all can go play on the playground. The door is open. We could feel spring breezes. I mean, it was gorgeous outside. The playground was right at, right there. So Chad finished all his lines, and Anne, of course, having three letters, she finished all her lines, and my ass over here with this nine-letter name, I'm over here just like, oh, my God, I couldn't handle it. I mean, I, I, I think I immediately went home afterwards. I was still so pissed about it. Went home afterwards, and I told my mother, I didn't like my name. I'm changing it. As soon as I get to be an adult, whatever age that is, whatever I need to do, I'm changing my name. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's like, well, it's a beautiful, this is a regular argument with us. It's a beautiful name. Well, I know it's a beautiful name. It's just real shitty to have to sign. And it's still that <laughs> way. Like when I bought the house, when Henry and I bought this house, those house papers, shut up. Oh my God. And you have to spell the whole thing. And there's not like I should get a stamp or something. I'm just like, this is goddamn ridiculous. So I have now shortened it to Beth. Because four letters, again, so much better. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it finally got to the point every time the teacher would call me as a kid, you know, that first day of school where they're calling the names and everything like that, and they're like, Elizabeth, and, oh, is this supposed to be pronounced differently because it's an S? No, it's spelled the same. It's just a letter difference. Please don't be dumb. <laughs> and you can call me Beth. I mean, my, I was constantly trying to change my name. My mom was like, she'd get calls from the teachers well, Elizabeth says that, you know, you said it was okay if we called her Beth. No, no, that's not okay. So I never got away with that mess. But, um, yeah, I had really kind of a, a awesome upbringing up until second grade. And then second grade was super rough because um, my mom started working for this company. I don't know if... I don't know if I should even say it or not. Um, How about not? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a very popular fishing magazine. <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't even know if I could think of like a fishing magazine off no. the top of my head. I would probably have to go like think about it and like go look it up and be like, okay, yeah, I feel like I've seen that like checking out at the grocery store, but you I won't think see you're... it at the grocery store. <laughs> Then how popular but, is it, really? Well, if it's amongst <laughs> people who do fish, it is I mean, very popular. I don't okay. know who those people are because I have not met many of them unless they worked at my mom's office. But, you know, I mean, I'm told. That's, I'm like, told. that's like saying Watchmakers Quarterly is really popular amongst people that make watches. Like, yeah, That's okay. about the same thing. I hated fishing. God, I hated it so much. <laughs> I worked there for two summers when I was 15 and 16, and it was just... I'm like, who are these people that, like, literally just sit around? And my mom's like, well, you know, there's other things to it. I'm like, 
what are those things? And she's, well, there's competitions, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm like, don't they get those hooks? Like, can't they just have accidents with those hooks? Because those things look mean. And I'm accident prone. And she's like, no, they don't get the hooks in them and whatever. So I was kind of like, okay, well, I guess they drink. And she's like, okay, well, yes, they do do that. And I'm like, okay, so that explains everything. They, they get away and they go out on this random body of water. And they do this, I don't know, some primitive sort of thing where they're supposed to be catching fish. And mostly it's probably just drinking and shitting around with their friends. And I'm cool with that. Except you just don't have to do it on, on a body of water. You could drown. So <laughs> that, that was pretty much that whole experience. And when she first joined this company, they had like a get together. And it was riding horses. And my mom used to actually ride horses, but it'd been a while since she'd done it. And I have only ever ridden a horse once in my life. I was just, I, I was horse crazy when I was younger, but um, she had an accident. They didn't cinch the saddle tight enough and uh, the horse bucked her off and she fell and had an accident and it was a concussion. She had amnesia for a little bit. And, um, in fact, there are still parts of her life she can't remember. Um, at the time, my brother was very young. He started stuttering. And mom took it to the doctor. The doctor let her know that he would stop stuttering when she started getting better. And I realized, you know, when she talks about these things with my family and things like that, we, we tell stories a lot, obviously. Um, I just don't remember that part. So I remember mostly school but I don't remember the things like she was telling me about how her personality changed and things were just very weird and Joey was stuttering. And I just don't remember any of it. Mostly I just remember school. And I was very kind of caught up with the fact that a lot of these kids were making fun of me and making fun of the way I spoke. And the thing about it is, is what you won't be able to get or probably most people outside of the South will be able to get is even within the South, with Southern accents, there's particular variables. You know, you get a twang when you're in Texas. You get a little Cajun sometime when you're in Louisiana. Uh, with Georgia, it's very kind of, you know, genteel, gone with the wind sort of crap. With Alabama, it's a little gentler. But even with me, even more so, it's because I enunciate words. And so... A lot of the kids thought that I was a Yankee. <laughs> and it would make me so mad. I didn't really understand what Yankee was. I just knew that it was bad. And that was pretty much the start of second grade, third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade. Parts of fifth grade. These kids just, you know, making fun of me. I was, I was very sensitive. Let's just mm -hmm. say that. And in fifth grade, I guess my mom just sort of got sick of that shit. Me coming home and I'm, oh, they were making fun of me again. And she's like, well, say something back. And I'm like, I can do that? What are you, wait, what? Mm -hmm. I can say something back? And she's like, yeah. And I said, and I won't get in trouble? She said, no. Even if I get sent to the office? No, I'm pretty sure I won't even say anything to you as long as you're defending yourself. So, oh, God, Katie barred the doors. That was all I needed. And then at that point on, all this shit in my head I just started, you know, it started happening. It started falling out of my mouth. And there's not really kind of a, it's either on or it's off. There's no real dimmer to it. You know, I'm either full-blown smart ass 
or I'm being okay. And so it started to, to get around with things. I mean, I compare school to being like in a jail yard. Okay. These kids will find the largest kid that they can. And they take that. They try to take that kid down so that nobody messes with them for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, at that time, I was like five, seven. Um, I'm five ten now, but so after I, and then plus, if you do end up getting kind of a reputation for being able to be a smart ass, then that just pretty much makes you a target too. Of course. So I ended up earning the nickname mouth itself and it was like these, these whole things, you know, I, I mean, there was like this time I was trying to help Joey and deal with Joey and, and his carrying on with fights and everything. And then I was trying to, to deal with my own crap. Um, but it kind of culminated in junior high school, I think. Um, in sixth grade, I went to a school that had the elementary school and then the junior high school right next to each other. And for the incoming seventh graders, uh, at which I was, they throw a dance. And I did not want to go because it meant wearing a dress. But also it meant, you know, a situation that I was not in control of and where people could come at me where I might not be prepared. So my mom's like, well, why don't you want to go? You can hang out with other kids. I'm like, I don't hate those fuckers. I mean, I just I don't like anybody. They're really kind of mean. And I really just don't want to deal with it. And mom's like, no. No, well, I mean, you know, we could buy you a new dress. And I'm like, oh, because I love wearing me some damn dresses. Mama, are you crazy? And uh, so she sort of insisted that I go, that I go, got me a dress, made me wear the dress, told me she'd ground me if I didn't wear the dress. I think this was her trying to get me out amongst people. And we've discovered that I really just don't goddamn like people. <laughs> so I can I can respect that, though. And um <laughs> You know, before it gets away with away from me, I would like to point out the counter about uh, how do you say a fresh breeze? Yeah. Okay. Um, you might. I mean, I I will take the side of the breeze in the in. The, I'll take the. Uh, I'll argue for the breeze here in this little debate club we're about to about to have here. Okay. In that, until you've had something stick to the side of your leg, if you know what I mean. You don't, <laughs> You don't really understand how beneficial a good breeze can be. So I'm just going to leave it at that because, you know, I can understand that typically that's not a problem. Most might have. Maybe it is. I don't know. But once, you know, it could be, you know, that that first day that it's 95 degrees and you're a little unprepared and you're like, man, I wish I had some air conditioning of the personal nature. (laughs) You're you're really going to want to rock that breeze. So... I'm not I'm not saying totally discount it. Like obviously there's, you know, there's more to wearing dresses than just being able to have a little bit of open airflow. <laughs> but if we're speaking purely utilitarian here just for okay. a moment, you know, there are there are means in which you can feel breezy, easy breezy, beautiful if you will. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole without thing too. without having to go all maybe all flowery etc. Right, like the the utility kilt market is apparently a thing that somehow never oh, seems to die. So, no. 
you know, maybe there's maybe there's an option for you there after all. Well, I mean, at least for the ladies, unless you're like Marilyn Monroe in the seven year itch, you kind of don't want your skirts blown up unless but you're you my mom. If you have a good breeze, you won't have a seven year itch. Am I right? That's true. Look. My mamaw has this thing. <laughs> Just go right on past that one. That's fine. I worked so hard on that joke right here at this I moment. Know. I thought I was like, this is this is going to be a jackpot right here. And nope. it just, just dead silence. <laughs> now I know what I'm working with here. <laughs> no, but you've got to understand. My mamaw has this saying. She says, whatever floats your skirt up. Meaning whatever makes you happy. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. I'm not I mean, discounting me, one way or the other. A breeze makes me happy. So well, there you go, then. A breeze does I'll, not make me happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and in, you know, elementary school, if you're one of the girls that are teased and you wear a dress, then there are certain points where they can just sort of flip it up and you're defenseless. You know, sure. it's, there it is. And then usually that kid would be... Um, getting a pounding. In fact, in third grade, I became known because I grew my nails out that year. Mm-hmm. I bite my nails. I used to. Oh, yeah. But it, it became so dire that in third grade, I grew my nails out. And anytime somebody would kind of mess with me, I'd find them on the play yard. <laughs> and then I'd just call the shit out of them. Like, you know what? Here, we're going to go Wolverine on your ass. Shut up. So... <laughs> The, the 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 dress thing, I mean, my mom really tried. She really, really tried. <laughs> I was a very strange child. Um, but, yeah, I had the whole, like, getting a dress and then being made to go to this dance or whatever. And I still remember these kids' names. One was named Ben and one was named Ryan. They were, they were the two in sixth grade that really wanted to try and make my life miserable. And I was having none of it. You said... You said done as in like Brooks and Dunn, right? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Well, nope. like, give me, give me, you know, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm spelling it correctly in my head. Okay. Uh, done as D-O- D-O-N-E. Done, I was done. As in like, this fucker's done. Kinda. That's like, right. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. So it's, it's worse than I thought. All right. Yeah. No. Done and what would you say? What was the second name? Oh, God. Ryan. No, it was actually the I was done, but the kids' names were Ryan and Ben. Ryan and Ben. Okay. For some reason, yes. I thought you said the name, the kid's name was done. And I'm like, all right, this is getting really, this is, this is <laughs> a little bit more than I was expecting, but please continue. Now I'm oh, curious. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so his kid, the name, the name wasn't done. <laughs> no. But I'm I was done. done. Yeah. Okay. You are done. I okay. was done. Got so it. So I'm sitting, holding a wall up. You know, just kind of watching everybody dance. And I am, I have something that we've discovered now called dyscalculia. And basically, you can't, you're not coordinated. Like, I can't do a beat. I can't add my head. I can't, I mean, the things that normal people take for granted with those things, I've always had to struggle with. I didn't realize how bad it was until I got older and discovered it was a learning disability. And, it's why I couldn't dance, and it's why I can't read music. I took piano for several years, but I could never read the music. I played by ear and memory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sitting at this dance, and people are kind of, I don't know. You know, kids that age, they don't dance. Everybody's fucking awkward and everything. 
And I was just a little less awkward, but that was only because I kind of, I kind of felt like I knew myself a little bit better. Like I figured some shit out a little bit earlier than other people. I don't know if that's true, but I was standing, sitting by the wall and Ron and Ben and their group comes up and I don't know what they intended. They might've intended something nice. I don't know. They kind of came at me. It wasn't necessarily mean. They asked me if I was going to be dancing. And I do this thing, my brother calls it the nuclear option. Basically, I say the nastiest goddamn thing I can at any single moment. So it absolutely floors somebody, and then I can walk away. I'm done. So uh, they're like, are you going to be dancing? I said, no. But why don't you and Ryan go on out there and see whoever, whoever has to be able to lead first, okay? Like, I know both of y'all are pretty much pussies, but somebody's going to end up having to figure that shit out. So y'all go on. <laughs> How do you how do you spell y'all gone? Y'all y'all gone. Y'all There's I'm no spaces. butchering it. I'm sorry. <laughs> y'all get on. Y'all go. Y'all go. Y'all gone. Y'all go. gone. I can't even I'm <laughs> I I'm I'm such a northerner that I can't even try and repeat it immediately after hearing it. There's no spaces in anything. We drop R's on the regular basis. I mean, we just drop letters. It's like they don't even exist sometimes. Uh, especially when we're telling stories cuz it tends to get rather uh specific in in the language that we're expressing to each other as long as we're in the south and and somebody else is you know not from somewhere else but yes i i essentially told them they could go dance with each other and see which one of their you know blank spots between their legs needed to figure out which one led (laughs) (laughs) and uh i think i i may have possibly called them walking ken dolls i don't know sometimes when i do these things when i say these things it just falls out and i'm not even remembering what the hell i've said I do know, though, the reaction was not good. (laughs) So my mom said she'd pick me up at a certain time. And my ass was sitting out in the parking lot on the curb waiting for her. I was like, and she said, did you have a good time? And I'm looking at her like, oh, my God, are you serious? Does it look like I had a good time? And she's like, did you even try? I'm like, fuck no, I didn't even try. I told you I didn't want to go to start with. (laughs) And then you made me wear a dress. So <laughs> that was a full-on thing. It just sort of kind of continued all through up until ninth grade. And we moved again, and that's when I went to Wetumpka. But, yes, I really just sometimes <laughs> – Wetumpka was not – it was rather fraught at times as well. Um, but for the large part, the best part about any of my years is – the summers that I would spend with my grandparents. Being the only girl, you have certain things that happen. Like, for instance, I know when certain people in my family die, I'm going to have at least six different sets of full-on dinner plates coming to me. And I don't know what I'm going to do with any of them. I mean, my, my grandmother's like, I, well, you wouldn't dare get rid of, rid of any of them. Yeah, I would, because I... I don't know about it. You end up eating on a full table for 12 settings. Are you kidding? With a captain's chair, you know, at the head. There, nobody eats like that anymore. Not unless you're, you know, extra as hell. And even then, catering, I think, could supply the dishes. So I've got a mess of dishes coming my way. Lots of furniture, that sort of thing. I've got very large furniture in my home. Um, but the best part was the fact that being the only girl also was that I got to spend at least one month out of every summer 
with my grandparents, which was a whole thing. My, my papa and I, he was my mother's dad, and he was my favorite. Um, when I was, I was the first grandchild on my mom's side to be born. So when I was born and being a girl, girls are very rare, obviously, in my family. And, it, I mean, it, Papa just couldn't stand it. My dad sold heavy equipment, so he was not often at home, and I was not used to men um, holding me, apparently. This is the way it's been told to me. So it literally took me nine months. Every time that Papa would try to hold me, and I mean, you know, I would start screaming my full head off. And so he was absolutely just hot to trot. He couldn't stand it, that I wouldn't let him hold me. Nine months old, and finally, I guess I got used to it. I don't know. But ever since then, we were like two peas in a pod, as Forrest Gump would say. We just two peas in a pod. We're peas and carrots. That's what he said. So I would spend a month, and I was always very helpful. I mean, there was, I, in particular, just to tell you kind of how I feel about them, they were going to stay at our house when I was three. And I knew that I was told by my mother that I, they would be sleeping in my bed. And my brother had a bunk bed so that I'd be sleeping with Joey in the upper bunk bed. So to surprise her, because I was so excited, I pulled all the sheets off my bed. And I made my bed put all the sheets on. It was a queen size, too. So it's not like a little twin like, you know, most kids have. I had a queen size. And I put the fitted sheet on. I put the top sheet on, and I made sure, because my mamma was very particular. She she liked beds made where she we called them, you could bounce a quarter off of, military style. Sure. So at three, <laughs> I made my bed like that, pulled it all up, and then I went and grabbed my mom. I'm like, I got to show you, I got to show you. And then I showed her the bed, you know, like, ta-da, aren't you proud of me? And she said, Good. Now you can make it from now on. And I have come to realize that was my first goddamn mistake in my life right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the precursor to all the fuckery right there. Because <laughs> after that, I had, it was really hard at three. I mean, it took me, I can't tell you how long it took me. I, it felt like forever to change those sheets and get them all fitted. And then I, I mean, I was crawling all over it, smoothing all the wrinkles out and all this other bullshit that I was doing. And I thought to myself, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's where it started with me being kind of super responsible, being the, mm -hmm. the, the good girl. There's a lot of girls um, just in general. Uh, I don't know if it's any better or worse in the South, but girls tend to want to wanna be, quote unquote, the good girl. Sure. And that was that was definitely my shtick. I am very much a rule follower and. Uh, you know, for much of my early life, I knew that things were weird in my head. Um, not like any kind of mental illness, although it did become that eventually. But <laughs> it was just I, I didn't. Sometimes things wouldn't occur to me unless you told me. Unless you let me know that it was OK and I wasn't going to get in trouble. And so I developed kind of this sort of. I don't know, reputation. So when I'd go and spend summers with my grandparents, they knew I'd always help her make the bed. My grandmother, I'd help her wash clothes. I would sweep 
the, the front porch and the back porch and then down the sidewalk. Um, I would roller skate just for fun. And then um, the next door neighbors, Mr. Bubba and Miss Patsy, they were wonderful. They and my grandparents shared a fence between them, the back fence. And so we could go and while Mr. Bubba and Miss Patsy were at work, I could go swimming in their pool. And I wasn't happy swimming in the pool. I had long hair and something about bugs in my hair, like ants, you know, things that go in the pool, leaves and, and you know, things like right. that. Yeah. God damn, I was not having none of it in my hair. So I spent literally like a good 15 minutes before I even got to seriously swimming, circling around and scooping out all the ants and the leaves. Miss Patsy used to tell my grandmother she loved it when I would swim because her pool had never been so damn clean. <laughs> so that tells you the, <laughs> the kind of anal retentive I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we'd go to the library. I've discovered... I discovered a love of reading very early, and one of my favorite series, in fact, was during those summers, it's David Eddings. Um, There's a series that starts with the Diamond Throne, and I discovered those books while I was down at my grandmother's. I got a library card. I felt very adult. I must have been about maybe 12 or something like that, and it never failed towards the end of the month. My brother would end up making mom call and then giving him the phone because he wanted to talk to me. I'd be like, what do you want? Well, I miss you. And I went, uh-huh. What do you need? Well, I miss you. It's just not, you know, I'm, I'm, when you're coming home, when you're coming home. And Joy used to bother the shit out of me. and still does. But I'd be like, look, <laughs> you don't actually miss me. You just want somebody to fuck with. And he's like, okay, yes. When are you coming home? And I'm like, I'm going to move away when I become an adult, and I'm only going to tell mom and dad where I'm moving to, and you're not going to know anything about it. I mean, I really, like, the, the whole month was just basically me getting away from Joey, and then Joey calling towards the, the last, like, week or two weeks, you know, begging for me to come home because he was bored, and I was literally something that would entertain him. So, <laughs> super fun. <laughs> So real quick, mm-hmm. uh, what I'm what I'm picking up here is that you became incredibly adept at assembling uh, bed sheets, mm-hmm. placing them. How was your? How was your? After having several decades of experience in honing your craft, that you started from the ripe ripe age of three years old. Yeah, I was special. How uh, how good are you at it today? Oh, I'm the same amount if I want to do it. I goddamn hate beds now. <laughs> okay. All right. I hate, I hate folding clothes. I hate doing dishes. I hate making the bed. <laughs> so it's it's ruined for you then, essentially, is what I'm it, uh, The magic's all gone. Okay. All right. So then I, I imagine you feel similarly about uh, a career in pool cleaning. Am I right? No, actually, I could do fine with that as long as I got to swim after. <laughs> okay yeah all right i I definitely i was not expecting that no Uh, i am that's good i don't know there's just something about when i have little tasks that really don't take very long and they're sort of like a one-off like organizing my movies today it makes me feel really good to have it done there's just something i'm not saying that you know i'm gonna 
like it's not how most people say they have like an OCD tendency. That's I mean, it's not OCD. You're just really fastidious. Yeah, it's it's mostly just I like these little pockets of organization because it's been literally killed in me by my children. <laughs> Nothing. Like, my ass was still trying to organize those movies, and they were open to it. Like, they could get in there, and they scratched movies up. It drove me apeshit. I mean, like, I had to separate it out and have their... They have their own little section that they can do whatever with those movies. Like, I'm never going to want to watch them. So, they're like, you know, Thomas the Train and shit like that. I'm never going to watch these things. And that's fine. They could throw them for Frisbees for dogs for all I care. Um, but if you touch my movies, Jesus Christ on a cracker. No, <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's get back to the, uh, where we, where I had us digress a bit. Yeah, uh, we did. I do that. Sorry. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> um, mostly it was just at that point, um, it developed into me being very much, when I was about 13 or so, I was still doing the summers, but during the school year, you know, my dad, again, had found another job selling heavy equipment, and it was a very strange setup. Like, I didn't understand it, but I figured I was just a kid, and I just didn't know shit. Um, he would come home on Friday afternoons, and then he'd leave again on Monday mornings, and we wouldn't see him for the whole week. And it had an impact especially on Joey, because that was the time he's got ADHD. And that was when all that sort of stuff was kind of new. So my mom really didn't know what the hell she was dealing with. Nobody knew what ADHD was at the time. And she was having a hard time. Um, she slept with, and I didn't know this until maybe a couple of years into it. She was sleeping with a gun under her pillow. And there was like this, portable alarm that she'd put in our hallway like our house at the time it had a major hallway and then to the left was mom's room straight ahead was joey's room and then over to the right was my room and she put the the alarm right in the hallway like somebody's going to come through the front door and we don't all have goddamn windows um and i would have to crawl every morning i woke up first and would have to crawl down the hallway very carefully not to set it off and then be able to flip that lever so that it would turn off without setting it off. And then I'd get Joey up and start getting us ready. And I'd let mom know that uh, it was time to get up and we were going to, you know, start getting ready for school and all that kind of good stuff. And then when you're in Alabama, I don't know that it is for this for other states, but at least in Alabama, when you turn 13, you're OK to stay by yourself with kids that are younger than you. So. It was at that point that I started staying home, you know, after we got off the bus with Joey. And I'd make sure that he did his homework. I did my homework. Tried to stop him from getting in fights with, like, newspaper kids and all the other bullshit kids that were around in the neighborhood. Yeah. And I'd start cooking. I started cooking about 13. It was always hamburger helper. That was the only thing mm. I could handle. Mm, I got. I got to say that's that's one thing that uh, one of the few things that you and I maybe actually end up having in common is that was a that was a staple in my household as well yeah. when I was when I was young. It was always uh, like beef stroganoff. I don't know what flavors they had back when oh, you were a kid, God. but they had, 
what beef stroganoff there yep, was, that was one of them They're the, uh, the the hamburger lasagna oh my god that was mm. oh i can yeah. i can taste it now it's right? almost it's like it, it almost had like this weird like acidic undertone to it yes. but oh Whatever man was it so was. delicious it was yeah it was almost almost oily right mm-hmm. like that that sauce that was in there like it you it's know so crazy like it it it, it it was oddly reminiscent of like spaghetti-o sauce. Yes. You know, like like they just took the the O's out of the spaghetti-o can and they elevated it, it just it. a touch. Like spaghetti-o's. I don't know if you taste it it lately, but it, man, it tastes terrible. I still feed it my kids because sometimes <laughs> I just don't feel like cooking. But do they do they, they eat don't it willingly? Oh God, they love it. And mm. it's even better because sometimes I'll quote unquote what they call this, I'll doctor it. So I'll add in something to make it taste better because I feel really guilty <laughs> about feeding them this shit. Yeah. But, but yes, the hamburger helper was like a couple of steps above SpaghettiOs, I think. We, okay. we ate those the, we ate those too. But it was the lasagna, it was the stroganoff. Sometimes there was the spaghetti, but I hated the spaghetti, so I'd tell mom not to buy it. Um, there was, oh, the Chinese, the, the, like the rice. There were like rice ones, too. I, I can't remember exactly what the flavor was supposed to be, but I just remember cooking that rice going, this shit isn't going to cook in the skillet with the, the meat. Um, mm. Oh, and the tuna ones were terrible. The which oh, ones? God, the tuna. The tuna. So I got, I guess I was lucky oh. enough in that nobody in my house growing up enjoyed seafood so we never had tuna helper it was always hamburger helper or on occasion chicken helper now there was one thing that we did always have quite often and that was the i don't um i don't know when about it came around but Mm. if you were ever a kid of the 90s and and you lived in a maybe lower to medium ish class home Mm -hmm. um you had what was it suddenly pasta salad (gasps) yes sir we still have those Oh, oh my God! I can taste oh it now. Like I don't whatever that whatever that sauce was that was basically just shells and peas. Uh, oh no! And the bacon, the little little like little tiny ass chunks of bacon. Was there like, was there bacon in it? There I don't was even, bacon. Oh, yes. I don't even remember. So like I'm going through. I'm I'm on the Betty Crocker website right now. Oh uh, God, love you. Looking I was going to look it up too. Looking at the all the hamburger helpers on the list, right? Like, yeah. and a lot of these are familiar, like bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> yes, that was one of them. The cheese. cheeseburger back cheeseburger macaroni was on there. Oh God. Um, mm. Oh, it, the the cheesy enchilada that had that weird white sauce. She's drizzled drizzled over it like it that was, was the rice like, one. That was it because it like, was like some weird. Oh, I hated it. I always threw that shit away. That white some sauce. weird creamy white stuff that no. like Hell you no. know it was supposed to be like sour cream or some shit. No, Mm-mm. sure it was. I'm sure that's exactly what it was. No, um, I threw that shit away. Chili macaroni, beef stroganoff. Yes. We covered that one. Uh, four cheese wins. lasagna, regular lasagna. There you go. Oh, here we go. I remember this the Alfredo one. This one with of, the chicken. This was oh. I don't know if we had that one. I don't. I. I don't. Really? I know we had a lot of hamburger helper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> potatoes stroganoff was one of my yes least with the favorite. with the all gratin potatoes. Yeah, the like the slices. potatoes yes. were just kind of just like gummy little discs that didn't yes. really, you know, you kind of chewed on it and it's like 
You assume they're. I mean, is this a potato? That's fine. Whatever. You know. I mean, right. But like, you're eight. Like, how do you know what a good potato tastes like? Like, it's it's no. passable when you're eight. But like, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, oh shit, you're getting the heebie-jeebies with it. Yeah, you're like, I, oh, I would God. never. I mean, I'm I consider myself blessed in that I don't have to purchase any of the helpers as like a meal base, right? Yeah. Um, but growing up, like we didn't have a lot of money, right? We yeah. we were low, low-ish, mid. I don't, you know, it's it's all yeah. relative. But like you know, we my my parents did what they could with what they had, but that often meant a lot of things like these boxed meals, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, when that's when that's all you have and that's all you're used to, right? It tastes it tastes amazing. Like I I I very strongly remember thinking the uh like the like the lasagna and yeah. the enchilada and the hash browns did you ever have the hash browns one oh I no don't... no i wouldn't i wouldn't do the hash browns i was like they look like potatoes but i need discs as potatoes apparently i i think i think it was really just the whatever the cheese goo is I you know like people shit. people give give a lot of crap about the individually packaged craft singles cheese and it's like yeah. all right i get i get why you're offended by it. You're, like you have every terrible. right to be offended by it, exactly. but you haven't quite understood what, how much worse it can get. <laughs> There's levels to it, right? Right, right. So, like, you have as as far as like if we're talking like from top to bottom, like high quality food, and then just like how is this even legal, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know you yes. have a true like home cooked meal, like you got all your ingredients yourself. Everything is like individually prepared nothing out of a can nothing out of a box right everything is as it should be in the world right that's yes. a, that's your your top rung right and then <laughs> you get to like the middle level which is like white bread and craft singles like grilled cheese yeah you know like yeah. y- you use white bread because it it grills really well right and it's you know it, you know it, it's but cheap. you don't know anything about sourdough i mean you just know like wonder bread or some shit right right but even still like it's at least it's at least bread enough. Yeah. Right. Like it, it started out as bread one day and then, <laughs> and then kind of took some PEDs and now it's wonder bread, right? Like that's kind of how wonder yeah. bread exists in this world. <laughs> it took steroids. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Right. Just like craft singles was at some point cheese. Like it oh, started God. out that way in life and then yeah. decided, you know, I'd like to live forever. Thank you. And became craft <laughs> singles. Right. And then there's Twinkies. If you want to talk about living forever. Right, right. Little Twinkies. Yeah. I would I would put Twinkies maybe like oh, God. if 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 we have like four levels here, we have the the home cooked, we have the wonder bread, we have the the Twinkie, right? Mm-hmm. So that's we're third level down here. Now granted yeah. there's a lot of stuff like oh, like buying organic this and that and some kind of combination of the stuff oh, like a canned Lord, sauce. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's that's not going to help the illustration here. So just no. forget about that. <laughs> so then below the below the wonder bread craft single, you have yes. the Twinkie, right? Yes. Which is more i would say more artificial than the the wonder bread grilled cheese yeah um and then below that oh hell yeah below all of this you know exactly what's going to fit into that slot right <laughs> yes every <laughs> single helper hamburger helper yes. chicken helper tuna helper human helper any kind of <laughs> like any of anything that said helper and had that weird creepy the hand the the discombobulated the, hand the four finger was it like four fingers yes. yeah four it was fingers. like ronald mcdonald's lost a hand like somebody like 
the hamburger stole it and then just right. left it somewhere. And it's holding that spoon like if you don't eat this and enjoy it, I'm gonna beat you kind of spoon. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like it it never happened to me as a kid. We my oh my my, my whoopings, as they say, always came oh, from God. a belt or a, a bare hand. Uh-huh. Um but it I it, I would say it's it wasn't uncommon to be inflicted via a wooden spoon, right? So like okay. that's that's what I'm thinking of here. Like you have you have the the almost like sadistic four fingered glove <laughs> monster holding this spoon, yeah, saying if it. you don't like this weird synthetic creamy concoction of yeah. God knows what we've put in here, I'm gonna I'm gonna you. beat you with this spoon, right. or maybe even something worse. It's like the Punisher just for cooking. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I mean, and and to be perfectly honest, I think that's possibly where. You know, like I mentioned before, I doctor thing. And I think that's where the doctoring came from was because I knew it tasted like shit. I was looking in the fridge for any goddamn thing I could get a hold of to make it taste something better. Like my mom, God love her. She can't cook. She can't grow anything like it. Like we (laughs) jokingly called her the black thumb. The only thing she can actually grow, weirdly enough, is African violets. Which are very particular, if you know anything about gardening. So she kills everything else. I can't. Like, I right? Can, it blows your mind, right? Gardening. So, like, I, in my <laughs> head, so we oh live God. in an apartment now. Yep. And, you know, in the, I'd say roughly next six months, like, we're going to be buying a house. And oh. I like, I love the idea of plants and greenery and, like, yards and, mm-hmm. like, landscape and all this like fun leafy flowery stuff to like make this like thing this this creation almost out of a yard yeah but i don't know you're not outside people you are are my people you're not outside people i'm outside in so much as that as long as all i have to do is stand outside and exist I think you know we're in good hands, right? Yeah. I can if I could go outside into my backyard and sit down and stare off into the distance and that's all that's being asked of me. Yeah. Then I think I'm 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 doing all right. Okay. But so... I think beyond <laughs> beyond mowing the yard, which I will put in a separate oh, column because of the catharsis of it and because Oh, it's you a know, catharsis for you? Anything oh, it's anything that involves transforming something from one thing to another in some kind of pattern or methodical means. Kind of like if if you were asked to paint a wall, right? And there's only what like you, you know you're taking your roller and you go up, and then you go down, and then you go up. And you go down, right? For a lot of people, right. that seems super boring. No, right? intellectually, me, I get that. It's like a like the fact that I'm like very methodically progressing through this activity. Oh, good lord! You and, and I have as <laughs> as I'm moving through this, it's transforming in some way, yes. right? And then when I'm done, once I've made it to the end, it's all done, right? It's just like a single pass type of thing, right? Like yeah. it's you know I can have like a rhythm and a pattern to it, and you can like, even see the pattern after. Exactly right. There's okay. you can see no, the product it. of that. So I, I put the I put mowing grass in a separate category because of that, and only that. Okay. But when it comes to things like 
rose bushes. I don't know why anyone has rose bushes, but like that's just like the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. Um, or any kind of flowers or other like hedging that has to be maintained or, you know, throwing out bark dust. I don't know what people use bark dust for, but let's just pretend that I know what that's what it's used for. Is that really bark? Is bark dust? Is that a thing? I thought it was just bark like. Or you put it bark. out down like pond straw or something for bedding to keep the the plants from losing too much water. Maybe I don't. I honestly I don't know what. Please nobody try and contact me <laughs> and try to make the difference. I don't. I don't know if there's a difference between bark and bark dust. Maybe that's like a regional term. Okay. I've okay. I've heard the term bark and bark dust and mulch being used interchangeably okay. to mean the exact same thing, and See, it's like, generally yeah, just mulch. I know mulch. what you're getting at, but. The right. dust, I'm, I'm over here like, oh, that don't make no sense. Like, okay. it's, it's, bark dust, like, on a fundamental level is mulch made from shredded tree bark specifically. Okay. I don't know, like, I'm sure there's a difference, and I'm probably going to go look it up right now, the moment you start talking again, about what yeah. the difference between bark dust and mulch is, but <laughs> let's just, you know, that brown stuff that you here. put around to make things look neat, I don't. Yeah. I don't know anything about that besides I know you put it around to make things look neat. Like I don't I don't know if there's a benefit to it or anything like that, right? So if if someone asked me, please please help me maintain my yard, the landscapiness of it. I don't I mean I could find a picture and be like, let's make this. Okay. And, you know, that's it. But like I have no sense of what works, what doesn't, right? There would be tons of Googling, tons of probably failure i have a plant behind me that i can't manage to get beyond a state of kind of half death okay because i i don't i don't know i don't think about plants like it's just not a thing that when it enters my brain is something that i recognize as important okay so we're going to go back to again my visits with my grandparents because there was one particular year i got a poinsettia at Christmas and it was still living by May. I was I had learned photosynthesis. I was feeding it sugar water because I couldn't afford the um well I mean, you know, if I asked for some kind of fertilizer, my mom would have looked at me like I was goddamn crazy. So I did sugar water instead and I'd give it to it maybe once a week, thereabouts. Um all kinds of atrocities, by the way, happened every time I would leave for the month to go down to Mobile with my, my grandparents. The first year was the poinsettia. Okay. And I told my mom, oh, God, I can't believe I knew. I'm, look, at some point I knew that thing was going to come back. I, I mean, I was going to come back to that thing being just dead as a hammer. I just knew it. She killed that thing. I can't tell you in how many days flat. She just flat killed it. Um, and in fact, at one point also, there was one summer, I had a parakeet and I had actually, let me take that back. I had two. I had one that was blue and white and I named it winter because I'm real creative like that. And then there was one that was green and yellow and I named it summer again, cause I was creative like that. And I told mom, I said, please take care of the parakeet. Like I, I wrote out directions. You've got to understand I was 12, 13 at the time. I literally wrote her out detailed directions of what to feed the damn birds and what to do in these days and that days, and you know, those sort of things. Right. And 
she didn't have food for them one day and she fed them grits. And Whoa. if you know anything about birds and animals and especially grits, particularly grits, they expand in water. They expand in stomachs. Mm-hmm. She killed both the birds. I mean, oh my God, I, could, I came home like half the reason I loved going away was just to have that time with my grandparents. Half the reason I dreaded coming back was because of Joey and the fact that my mom has done some fuckery that I told her not specifically to do. (laughs) (laughs) I was very bossy. I mean, very bossy. Like, Mm -hmm. she... Here's another example. In third grade, I was in Mrs. Inez's class. Mrs. Inez was very important because she would tell stories about how her husband was one of the engineers that worked on... Uh, Epcot, the Epcot Spear, the the Earth ship. He helped build it. And after the whole year was over and we, we were going towards summer, um, it was, we had a class gerbil. Uh, uh, just a little black gerbil. We took care of it. You know, everybody rotated weeks that we'd take care of the, the gerbil, change the bedding and all that kind of stuff. And she was looking for somebody to take the gerbil over for the summer. And I was absolutely mad about pets. I mean, I just animals in general. I still sort of am. Um, so I, I begged. I mean, positively harangued my mother in creative ways, too, I might add. I used to leave her notes under her pillow to find when she tucked her, <laughs> messed up, when she tucked her gun under her pillow. <laughs> She'd find the note for me going... <laughs> You know, Miss Inez is looking for somebody to take care of the gerbil. Can I have the gerbil? So I'd be, I mean, it was purely me trying like an early version of marketing or some sort of shit. I don't know what I was doing. All I knew was I was hot to have a gerbil. And so mom finally said, yes, during the summer, I could take care of the gerbil. In fact, I wasn't even sure if I was supposed to bring her back or anything. I think it was just mine to keep. And so I got to school last day brought the gerbil home. I mean, I was so nervous because I was riding on the bus and I was like, all the kids were like, oh, what have you got there? And I was slapping everybody away, like on my my seat. People were like peering over like you do on bus seats. And I mean, I literally was slapping people. Like, get away from my gerbil. You're going to upset him. You're going to upset him. He's going to have a heart attack. Go away. (laughs) Like, I mean, I was, I was full on with it. Like, I, I, if if, if they're going to touch your gerbil, at least have them take you out to dinner first, right? (laughs) Nobody's gonna touch my damn rodent, okay? (laughs) 